0: Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ centered, word based, and spirit led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonholm, and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, good morning, church. It's so good to see you this morning. And how good was it to worship God together? I know it's online, it's different to being in person, but yet there's such a strong anointing every time we worship. Every time we gather around in the presence of God, it's been absolutely amazing. Well, the good news is we are right there with in-person services. And uh, it's just so exciting for both St. Andrews and Sutherland uh, for us to be able to engage again, to see each other. But of course, I know that there are many of you Uh, who are gathered with us, perhaps from another part of Australia around the globe. Our Philippines family is growing with our online campus. And we're just so excited that you're connected as well. But for those of you who are local, uh, we are right there and uh, information will be sent out this week uh, to give you all the details of what's happening with our in-person services. It is gonna be very, very cool to see everybody. And I just want to thank you, church, for being on this journey with us online. And I hope that we've blessed you. I hope you've enjoyed Daily Verse and a whole heap of initiatives that our church has been involved in. But do know that what we've got planned for our church in November, in December, January, all the way through to February is going to be absolutely amazing. I know that you're going to love what we have. We are a praying church. There's lots of prayer initiatives coming up but also lots of amazing guest speakers, carols in the Shire, whole bunch of things. It's gonna be absolutely incredible. So get ready, Uh, we are in store for an amazing season as a church. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I preached a message at the beginning of October on the story of Jonah. I called it a strange Bible college. I know it's probably not the most um, cool title for a sermon, but anyway, I thought it was okay. Today I'd love to preach again on Jonah and I hope you've enjoyed the ministry from Tim and Christy in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I do want to go back to the book of Jonah if I can. If you miss the sermon that I preached at the beginning of Jonah, you can go to our YouTube channel. It's there. You can even go to our our podcast. It's there as well. And I really enjoyed preaching. That message was filled with rich revelation. But today I want to really preach a simple message and You know, sometimes I love digging deep into the Word of God, but now and again, I think it's just good for us to, um, I suppose, just to to grab a hold of things that, although they are simple, uh, yet it's so true. And if you are a note taker, I wanna preach a message today called Jonah, the God of the second chance. So come on, if you're a note taker, write that down. Jonah, the God of the second chance. And I wanna read a great verse to you today because all of us at some point in our lives can relate to what I'm about to say. Uh, All of us have gone through a season where we need a second chance. And the question I wanna ask before I actually read this verse is, does God give us second chances? Well, let's see what Jonah chapter 3, verse one says about the second chance. Now the Word of the Lord came to Jonah, watch this, the second time. That is, the Word of the Lord came to Jonah a first time, he ran away from the purposes of God. You remember the sermon, if you listen to it, God restores him and now the Word of the Lord comes to Jonah a second time. God is into second chances. God is a God who delights in giving people a second chance. Recently, I was driving home and I saw a bumper sticker and it just got me thinking and it said, one life, one chance. Now, we all agree with that, that we have one life and we have one chance. I've heard it preached in sermons. You've heard it preached in sermons. People say, you've got one life. Make the most of it. And we all agree and adhere to that. But I do want you to know that yes, there are situations in life where that is absolutely true. One life, one chance, so I somewhat agree with that. But it's not always true. And the reason why it's not always true is that we are frail as human beings. We make mistakes, we fail. And this sermon today is for people who've made a mistake, for people who have failed, for people who came through or got to a trial and just did not handle it very well. Is God the God of the second chance? You see, when we think about that slogan, One Life, One Chance, If we lived all of our lives like that, it would just cause tremendous stress and tremendous pressure. It places a pressure upon our shoulders that is a really difficult burden to bear. I think about our year 12 students who are now coming up to their HSC. And and for those of you who've lived long enough, you know, yes, I'm a dad of an HSC student, so it's important. I don't wanna diminish the value of doing well in your HSC. Uh, there's a lot that it does help or helps you to set up the trajectory of your life. And there is a pressure on our u 12 students that if they don't get this right, then your entire life is gonna fall apart. And whilst it is important to do well, if you've lived long enough, you also know that in the journey of life, there are other chances. There are moments, there are relationships that you engage in that are part of the plan and the purposes of God that if you make a mistake, if you don't treat opportunity in the way that you should have, can God give you a second chance? And the answer is, we all will mess up on this earth. You and I today need a second chance. And God is not that harsh. I certainly don't believe that He's that harsh that if you make a mistake and that slogan, one life, one chance, He says, you're out of here. There's no opportunity for you. You messed it up. How can He be the God of restoration if He treats us that way. He is the God of the second chance. Is God the kind of God that says three strikes and you're out, you're done, uh, no more destiny for you? And the answer is, He's a God who's full of mercy. He's a God who's full of grace. In fact, the Bible says, as far as the East is from the West, so far He has removed. Transgressions or our transgressions from us. And James chapter four, verse six says, but He gives more grace. There's an abundance of grace available for you today. And if you've struggled, if you've made some mistakes in your 2021, if 2021 has been a year for you where you've thought, wow, I've, I've really messed up. I've really made decisions that are harmful to my future and perhaps has affected not only you, but the people that you love. I wanna speak a message of restoration over you today, that He truly is the God of the second chance. Of course, there are many situations in life where you only get one chance. And and I respect that, I understand that, but, I just believe today that there are people who desperately need to know that He is also the God of the second chance. But here's the good news with our God. With Him, not only do we get a second chance, but He's the God who gives us another chance and another chance after that. He's not only, watch this, the God of second chances, He is the God of a another chance. And some of you really need to hear that today. Some of you have been thinking about coming back to in-person services. Perhaps your prayer life has been really average. Perhaps your reading of God's Word has not been the best. Some of you have isolated yourself from fellowship. You've, like Jonah, been running from the purposes of God. This message is for you today. He's the God of the second chance. He's calling you. The Word of the Lord came to you. It's coming to you again a second time. God is calling you. He loves you and He delights. It's His joy to give you a second chance. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13 says, People who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. You may have made a mistake. It may have been a real struggle for you. I know that there are people perhaps in isolation, being at home and uh, temptation has come and, and you've succumbed to temptation. We read the Scripture today. That you can confess your sin. He's a God who's full of mercy and grace. He wants to forgive you. Why? Because he is the God of the second chance. Another translation puts it this way, concludes that proverb by saying in, uh, in the Living Bible, it says, "He gets another chance. If you're just willing to come to your father, if you're willing to open up your heart, you will get another chance. I love that story in the scripture of the woman caught in adultery. And the reason why I love it is because we see the God of the second chance in operation. You know the story. Uh, This woman was caught in adultery, the Bible says in the very act. And in some ways it was set up by the religious leaders of the day. And they wanted to test Jesus of what He would do. And they brought this woman to Jesus. I mean, imagine the scene. This poor woman, uh, you know, yes, she had made a mistake, uh, but her dignity was never protected. She was there to be ashamed in front of people. And they asked the question, what they should do? Should they stone this woman? Because in the Old Testament, the person should have been stoned. But in the New Testament, grace and truth comes through Jesus Christ. And Jesus says this, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Now watch this. Here's the amazing part of this story. It says, beginning with the oldest to the youngest, the crowd left. It says from the oldest to the youngest. Do you know why? Because the longer you've lived, the more you realise everybody deserves a second chance. Because the longer you and I have lived, we also personally realise in our own journey, thank God for the people who gave us a second chance. John Ortbert, he wrote, he says, uh, he says this, redeeming is what God is into. He is the finder of directionally challenged sheep, the searcher of missing coins, the embracer of foolish prodigal children. His favourite department is lost and found. If there is one way that human beings consistently us underestimate God's love, it is perhaps in His loving, longing to forgive. God has a loving, longing to forgive. It's in His nature. He's the God of the second chance. And if you've been wondering whether you should reconnect when the opportunity comes for us for an in-person gathering, will people judge me? What will people think of me? All I can say to you is He loves you. He's the God of the second chance. And He's the God who is lovingly, Uh, or loving longs to forgive you, to heal you, to set you free, to help you, to encourage you. The Word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Jonah found out that even though he had run, even though he went in the very opposite, if you actually look at Bible maps, the Bible says he jumped on a ship to go to Tarshish. Tarshish, is in fact in the complete opposite direction to Nineveh. God said, go to Nineveh, He went to Tarshish. Maybe you've run. Maybe your life has not just been a degree or two or three or four from the purposes of God. Perhaps you've run in the very opposite direction. You've not been living in a way that's pleasing to God. You need to know that the Word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. He's the God of the second chance. And Jonah found something out about the goodness of God. I said in the first sermon that we make the mistake to think of the book of Jonah as a story about a man named Jonah, a fish and the repentance of a city. The story of Jonah is in fact about the character of God. And Jonah quickly finds out that God still had a plan for His life. I want you to know that today. God still has a plan for your life. He still has a purpose for you. You may have jumped on a ship to go to Tarshish. You've run from the purposes of God. You've disconnected from His plan for you. God still has an amazing plan for your life. Years ago, I remember a friend of mine that he was in fact in my youth ministry and, and I'd kind of moved on from youth ministry. The years kind of roll on and been involved in serving in, in different areas of the life of the church. And by then, Allison and I had planted a church and uh, there was a couple in our youth ministry and eventually they got married and had a couple of kids and had moved to uh, another part of the world uh, he had graduated from university uh, in a law commerce degree and was doing exceptionally well and had been elevated in his company. Uh, but he had made some mistakes in that journey. And I remember I was at Planted Church uh, and I just get this phone call from him and his wife. And they said to me that their marriage was falling apart they didn't know who else to call. They said, is there a way of you jumping on a plane? We need help. And I'm like, wow, you guys are, you guys are on the other side of the globe, it's not that easy. Oh, we'll pay for you, please come and help us. Spoke to Allison, and we just felt a prompting in our heart that He's the God of mercy and the God of grace. I jumped on a plane, I flew, to another part of the world to see this awesome couple. Yes, he had made mistakes. Yes, he had done some things wrong. Yes, he should have been better. But I remember sitting in that lounge room with that couple, holding their hands and declaring the love and the goodness, the kindness and the forgiveness of our God. I didn't go in with a rod and with a stick to bash him over the head and I just felt in my heart to reflect the Father heart of God. Yes, you had made mistakes, but the Lord cares for you. The Lord loves you. The Lord's bringing you back to Himself and the Word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Spent about three days with them, praying, prophesying, encouraging, helping. I didn't ignore truth. I didn't ignore what had happened, but there was a greater truth. And that is Jesus Christ came to forgive us of our sins. Condemnation was lifted. Love came, healing came into that marriage. Well, we're talking now many years later, 15 years later, that marriage is strong. He's an amazing business owner. He resources the Kingdom of God. Why? Because the Word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. He's the God of the second chance. He's the God who's able to heal. He's the God who's able to restore. This pandemic has caused you to run. It's caused you to hide. It's caused you to feel as though, and I'm the worst, I'm the chief of all sinners. God loves you. And this message is for you today. The Word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Sometimes when we make a mistake in life, it can feel so final. Have you ever been there? Have you ever made a mistake where you thought like, that's the full stop, not a comma? It's like done, you're over, you finish. It's not a full stop. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, it may be a challenging season, a challenging chapter in your life, challenging paragraph. But you need to know, in the purposes of God, it's a comma, it's not a full stop. And when you make a serious mistake, we definitely think it's all over then. Life tries to tell us, you get one chance, you're done, finished. But I'm here to let you know today that when Jesus came, He died not only to give us a first chance, a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. And when you make a mistake in life, his love reaches out to you and just like a father cares for his son or for his daughter, he brings them home. He loves, he heals, he restores and the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. I love Jeremiah 29 verse 11, as do you. For I know the plans, plural, not the plans. Often when we think about the plans of God, we think about the plan, but it's plural. It says, for I know the plans. That is, if you are on a journey and that plan, well, let's just say you make a mistake. God has plans, plural. Other plans, other ways of working in you, other ways of using you, other ways of blessing you, other ways of moving you forward in His purposes. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Think about the Word of God for a moment. Take the time to actually consider this. You don't have to read very far in your Bible to discover that God forgives His servants. If you're a servant of God, you've made a mistake, read your Bible. There's plenty there who have made, who've made a mistake, but God chooses to restore them back to ministry. Abraham fled to Egypt. He lied about his wife, but God gave him another chance. Jacob lied to his father Isaac, but God restored him and used him to build the nation of Israel. Peter denied the Lord three times, but Jesus forgave him and said, follow me. And who was the preacher on the day of Pentecost when people came to Christ for the first time? It was Peter. The very one who denied the Lord was used by him. Why? Because the Word of of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. He truly is the God of second chances. The story of Jonah is there to show us overwhelmingly this overwhelming evidence that God is the God of the second chance. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, Jonah chapter 3 verse 1, saying, "Watch this verse 2. Don't miss this. This is really important because this is a word for some of you today. Jonah chapter 3, verse two. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. Watch this. When the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, it was the same commission, come on now, Here we go. It was the same commission he had received the first time. It was God's plan for Jonah to go to Nineveh, Jonah chapter one, verse two. But it was still God's plan in Jonah chapter three, verse two, for him to go to Nineveh. God's plan had not changed. Jonah had gone down a different path, But God's plan never changed. You've made a mistake. You've had a difficult season. You may have felt that commission in Jonah chapter 1, verse 2, but then you hit a roundabout. Then you hit some bumps in the road and you made some poor decisions. The same commission came to Jonah a second time. Some of you have run. You felt like God will never use you. How can I be a worship leader? How can I be a life group leader? How can I be a youth leader? How can I serve people? How can I outwork the purposes of God? I've made a tragic mistake. I've made some poor decisions. The Word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Can you just get that in your heart for a moment? Can you understand just for a moment to allow your heart to open up that you may have made a mistake. You may have made a poor decision, but just like Jonah, the Word of the Lord is coming to you today. Come on, I'm speaking faith over people today. You may have engaged in a relationship where God was like, hey, that's probably not the best decision to get involved in that particular relationship. That's a poor decision, but like Jonah, you jumped on the ship and you went to Tarshish. God's saying, I care for you. I wanna restore you. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. You need to touch a city. You need to touch a nation in Jesus' Name. Our failures lead us to believe that God could never use us again. Perhaps your marriage fell apart. Perhaps you have an estranged relationship with your son, with your daughter. Could God ever use us? Can God actually bless us? Can, are we useless now because of things that we should have done or shouldn't have done? And you're living in blame, you're living in guilt, you're living in regret. And the worst of all, is to live in shame. You need to know today, failure is not final in the purposes of God. If failure was final, none of us would ever make it. I need to say that again. If failure was final, none of us would ever make it. Think about this. Lots of failures in the Bible, isn't there? Of course there is. And if those people in the Word were perfect, if their life stories were perfect, if their life stories were like, wow, just from beginning to end, just 100%, well, the truth is it's not. Many of them made mistakes. And if their failures were not included in the Bible, well, if that was If that was the, I suppose, the the level that you had to be at to be in God's Word, most of them wouldn't be there. Abraham, the father of faith, wouldn't be there. Moses, the person who saw more miracles than any other person in the Word of God, apart from Christ Himself, a man who spoke to God face to face as a man talks with his friends. For 40 days, Moses did that. He wouldn't be in the Bible. Noah would not be in the Bible and the list goes on. But their stories are there to encourage us, to help us. As human beings, we make mistakes, but thank God for His goodness and His grace. And the truth is in the church, we make mistakes. You know, I really pray at Horizon Church that we would be so authentic that we're not after perfect people. Yes, we, we've we been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. I, come on, I understand that. I've been preaching that way longer than you. But can we just be the kind of church where we understand that people falter, people fail, uh, sometimes people can get involved in a relationship or make a poor decision in a moment. Are we that harsh that we don't believe that people can be restored? Because the greatest you is your authentic self. The greatest you, David. The greatest you, Solomon. The greatest you, Moses. The greatest you, Peter. The greatest you, You felt a call, yes, you made a mistake, but look at the goodness of God, that is your authentic self. Why do we have to wear a mask? Why does it have to be that, well, their life's perfect or their family's perfect, their story's perfect? No, it's not. Everybody makes mistakes, but we all stand on equal ground that we've been bought with a price The precious blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for his redeeming grace. Spurgeon said this God is more willing to forgive than we are to sin. Come on, you need to get that. God is more willing to forgive than we are to sin. What an amazing God! Amazing grace. How sweet the sound! that saved a wretch like me. Jonah chapter 3, verse three says, this time Jonah, and I pray that this is your story. I pray that this is our story. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. Because of Jonah's obedience, God's power moved, and a whole city came to repentance. That is 120,000 people experienced the goodness of God because Jonah was willing to obey a second time. You may have made a mistake the first time, but there are people's lives that are yet to be impacted because you are willing to engage in the purposes of God a second time. Don't throw in the towel. It's time to get up. It's time to get going again. Don't let your mistakes hold you back. He truly is the God who loves you. He's a God of restoration, healing and freedom. At Horizon Church, we're not here to judge you. We're not here to get the measuring tape out and say, yeah, yeah, you fit in the scale of righteousness. I want you to know we all stand on equal ground. And what that is, is we've been redeemed and bought with a price. It's the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He's the God of the second chance. And just like He gave Jonah a second chance, He wants to do the same for you You've been running. And just like God called out to Adam in the garden, Adam, where are you? He's calling out your Name today. He loves you. There's a call on your life. This generation needs your authentic self. You may have made mistakes, but all things work together for good to them who love the Lord to them who are called according to His purpose. You see, I wanna give you some wisdom in life. The harshest people I've found in life, not always true. Let me give that disclaimer. But let me tell you about the harsh people I've found in life. Harsh people often, not always true, but often. They put on a persona of things being perfect, they put on this mask that, you know, they, everything, every area of their lives, like A1. But broken people who've made mistakes, gone down certain paths that they pray that maybe never would have happened, perhaps an upbringing that exposed them to a lifestyle incongruent with God's best. Those people, Jesus said, He who has been forgiven much, loves much. When you understand that God is the God of the second chance, it builds an empathy in you and the kindness towards other people where you realise we're all sinners saved by the grace of God. And when you become that kind of person, the world is attracted to people who understand His grace. Can I pray for you today? Can I pray that, A, those who've been running, that you would come home. His love is reaching out to you. Just like the father who ran towards the prodigal son. The son was ready to give the U Bute speech. It was gonna be the speech of the century of why Dad needed to accept him home before he even got a chance to speak. The Father loved him. The Father embraced him. The Father kissed him. And the Father said, welcome home. I wanna pray for those people today. But secondly, I wanna pray for people who perhaps you felt under pressure, that your authentic self Can God ever use that? People only knew. I pray that the masks would fall off today. I pray that the persona that we put up to impress others, our mistakes, things that have happened, Moses, David, Solomon, Abraham, others. May that truly be our story. May we be so mature that we can embrace people and love people regardless of their challenges. Why? Because He's the God of the second chance. Can I pray for you? And we'll go from there. So Father, I thank You today for people who are coming home. Thank You that You love them, You care for them. Your mercy and Your grace is truly abundant. You truly are the God of the second chance. I also pray for those, Lord, who maybe have had a persona, have had a mask on, that have never felt comfortable to be in church, their authentic self. They may have felt scared, and wondered what other people would think if they knew that I have had a divorce, if they knew that I had made that mistake, or they knew that this and that was in my past, that people would reject me. I pray, Father, that we would find freedom in Jesus, that all of those things, we bring them to the foot of the cross and we ask You that You would use them for Your glory. I Pray You would heal people today and You would set people free. In a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer. It's a prayer for people who are coming home. Maybe it's a prayer for people who perhaps have never opened up their heart to God, wherever you are. Maybe you're watching from our St. Andrew's campus, perhaps Dunsborough, Western Australia, somewhere here in New South Wales, wherever you are around the globe, He's the God of the second chance. He's reaching out to you. Maybe you've run from God and you've had the opportunity to open up your heart to God and like Jonah, you're like, whoop, I'm going in the opposite direction. But God's love is reaching out to you. He's calling you home. I'm gonna pray a prayer. It's a prayer that says, Jesus Christ come into my life, forgive me of my sin. Give me a new start. I'm gonna ask you, wherever you are, to pray this prayer with me. Come on, why don't you pray this prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe in You, come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am now a child of God, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.